0: Welcome to episode 36 of the Boss Lady Investor podcast. Hey there, it's me Krista Goodrich, aka the Boss Lady Investor and your host of this show. Sometimes we'll also have my co-host Kim Nguyen, who's one of my business partners and another boss lady with us, but today it's just me. The purpose of the show, if you're just tuning in for the first time, is to help women of all backgrounds become more confident in learning about investing and implementing what they learn. We talk about the basics of investing, understanding retirement planning, how to build generational wealth, but most importantly, we do it by making investing fun. I found over the years that women shy away from investing and learning about creating generational and financial wealth because quite frankly, it's boring. Not many girls that I know want to learn about alpha and betas in the stock market or follow price to earnings ratios, how to comfortably pay our mortgage and buy a house, how to create a great retirement, how to afford a fancy purse or shoes now again, or in my case, I happen to like boats and houses. How do we buy those things? How do we grow ourselves to that? There are actually interesting, fun ways that if you understand money, learn about it, learn how to invest, that you can do all those things and never have to do any type of of boring investing. You can create a life of financial stability all on your own. The way I hope to help you do this is by learning from others that have done it before us and that are doing it now. So each week we invite different boss ladies onto the show to share their journey, to hopefully inspire and give you tips so that you know that you can do this. Whatever your background is, if you came from nothing or if you came from everything, there are still challenges and things you have to learn in order to create a life of your dreams. So sit back, take the time to learn it so that you too can grow your life to become the boss lady of your dreams. Boss ladies, you got this. Hey there, boss ladies. I, as always, am very excited about this guest, but first I wanna tell you how I came across this guest and met her and immediately had an awesome connection with her, her and I just have one of those connections that is just instantaneous. It's easy. It's fun. And we just get each other. So our guest today, Laura Siebold actually lives in West Virginia. And I met Laura because over the last couple of years, my husband and I have had a transition where, and it's a good thing. We're madly in love and all is well, but he had an opportunity to start a business, a massive business in West Virginia. And my businesses are based in Florida, as is Sunshine. So he moved to West Virginia and I stay in Florida. We live separately. We own separate properties and we visit each other at our various homes that we have around the country or at spots that we designate. Like we just went to Islamaharis, Mexico and met up there for a long weekend. He's flying out to where I am in Montana right now. We're closing on a ranch out here. So he's flying out tomorrow, so I'll see him for a week here. And it works for us. Very strange situation. I know that a lot of people would not like it, but that is our situation. From everything in your life, you can find great things. And the one of the greatest things I found from Colin being in West Virginia is Laura Siebold. Laura is a bucket of sunshine, and she's actually the founder and president of Shine Consulting, which is an amp- aptly named company for her because, like I said, she is just radiating positivity, energy, everything. Shine Consulting is an executive um, coaching and consulting firm that focuses on enabling teams, individuals, and organizations to reach their fullest potential. Laura is fascinated by economics and attained a bachelor's degree in business administration from Wright State University and an executive MBA from West Virginia University. She's also fascinated by people and spent 20 years in human capital roles, working from startups to Fortune 200s, and a few in between. Most recently, Laura served 35,000 employees in their career and leadership growth as the head of global talent development at Mylan Pharmaceuticals. Laura understands the unique intersection of business strategy and people strategy, and recognizes the two are often not aligned. Her primary focus is on maximizing potential in organization, organizations, teams, and for individuals in the areas of culture, leadership, and career. She holds numerous certifications in leadership and personality assessment tools and is an associate certified coach through the International Coaching Federation. Additionally, she holds a diversity, equity, and inclusion in the workplace certificate from the University of South Florida. Over the past 20 years, Laura has identified a gap in leadership skills and understands the impact leaders have on employee engagement, retention, and organizational culture. As the host of the Leadership Rediscovered podcast, which yours truly was lucky to be a guest on, and I hope you take some time and listen to the episode there because we had so much fun and her setup is so much nicer than mine. I was very impressed. Laura interviews leaders from different industries and walks of life to discuss their unique definition of leadership. She is also passionate about self-leadership and runs a goal finishing program called Finish It. Additionally, Laura serves on the advisory council for the MBA program at the John Chambers College of Business at West Virginia University and is a strategic partner for the nonprofit organization Libera. In her free time, Laura can be found cheering on the sidelines of her son's many baseball games and hanging out with her family on their farm in West Virginia. Now, when I say farm, you're going to hear at the end of this podcast. This is not your normal farm. We're talking camels, zebras, and a variety of other animals on this farm. But before we get started, I just want to say that meeting Laura, I've learned so much one about the community of West Virginia, about how women everywhere, we face the same challenges and struggles and goals and dreams. And it's just been a really, really nice entrance to me meeting women in West Virginia. So for that, I am extremely extremely thankful i'm excited to learn from her i'm excited to bring her to some of our retreats and have her share with all of us how we can become better leaders so with that we're gonna get started i'm here this morning in west virginia with laura siebold and laura tell everyone about yourself what you do the whole who is Laura?
1: Yes, the whole story. Okay. Yep. And cut me off because it's a long story. So yeah, you no, just tell the story. Your story interrupt. is amazing. <laughs> you need to, <laughs> but I uh, grew up in Ohio and because I know what your podcast is about, I'll share a little bit just about even the financial structure yep, in my family because yep. I think that does shape my financial Future outcome, mindset. Yep. Yeah. So I'm the youngest of three. Um, my dad was an engineer, worked for a big corporation. And my mom took what she calls a 28 year maternity leave. So she was a teacher, but stopped working when my brother was born and stayed home. And there were very clear roles in the household. And my dad, you know, was the one that was working outside of the home. He gave my mom an allowance every week. Nice. Yes. Yep. And he, um, you know, would play with us. And I mean, great parents. And then my mom, of course, was responsible for taking care of the children and everything that goes with that cooking and cleaning and all that. So I think growing up in, in that
0: very traditional, mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
1: I just assumed like, that's what my life would be too. So I was kind of like, okay, I'm going to have four kids and I'm going to basically four. have someone. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, spoiler alert. That didn't happen. <laughs> but yeah, I was kind of like, all right. You know, this is going to be my life. Um, But I'm the youngest of three, so most of the men in my family are engineers. Most of the women are teachers. And so, when my brother um, got graduated high school, college was not a question. It was it wasn't whether you were going; it was where you were going. So he went off to engineering school. My sister went off to elementary education. And then when it was my turn, my mom was like you're going to be such a good teacher. And I was like, no, not interested. I love kids, you know, one in four of them, sure. but I fell in love with business. So I had an intro to business class in high school that I absolutely loved. Um, my grandfather, I think I told you the story previously, but my grandfather bought a stock when we were kids yep. and I just fell in love with that process. Um, you know, back in the olden days, you the couldn't read the newspaper. Yes, you couldn't get like a ticker. You know, real time. How's your stock doing? It was you look it up in the newspaper, and not even I don't even think we could look at it every day. I want to say it was like every weekend. You yeah. just kind of look to see. How is your stock doing that's and right i loved that like the anticipation of did it go up did it go down you know what's going and on and it would have the little arrow and yes, yes. <laughs> and i you know would like calculate you know i don't know i would probably have like five shares of something but i was like oh am i so much I made- yeah you know, like yeah I made like 30 cents this week that's awesome You know. so i loved that whole process i loved Learning about businesses, how they make money, all of that. So I was like, sorry, guys, but you know, I'm not going to be a teacher. I want to be a stockbroker. That was my thing. So I majored in financial services, which was a cool major because it was kind of separate from finance or accounting. It was more financial planning, insurance, all of that. Um, but a few years into that, I remembered that math is not my strong suit. <laughs> <laughs> Same. <You> know, Same. <laughs> that financial services major, not good at math. You know, I was kind of like, oh, maybe this isn't right for me. So I knew I wanted to be in business, but I needed to kind of find something else that worked for me. So I landed in management, uh, which would probably now be called leadership in most universities. And. We I didn't know really,
0: that. I didn't know it changed. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Now it's like everything's fancier. Right, you know, right. Back then it was just like management. Um, but uh, I got really interested in human resources. So as soon as I graduated college, I moved here to West Virginia and started working um, in human resources. Again, just felt like at some point I probably won't work anymore and somebody else will make money for me. But at the time it was, you know, I'm, I'm having to provide for myself. And I just worked for the next 20 years, worked my way up into human resources. If you work for a really big company, you can specialize. So I had the opportunity to specialize within the area of, we call it talent. So talent acquisition, talent management, talent development, which is really all about, okay, once you bring the right people in the door, what do you do with them? How do you figure out how to maximize what it is that they offer? Because if they're firing on all cylinders, the company benefits from that right. too. you know. So I loved that. I loved human behavior, what motivates people, and then how to get the best out of people for that win-win situation. So I did that. Um, but back in, I would say probably 2018, I was at a conference and there was an executive coach talking about a day in her life. And I was like, I want that. I want that job. Yeah. (laughs) I don't want to do this anymore. Like I want that lady's job. And so I wrote down on a post-it note, May 31st, 2020. And this would have been at the time, May 31st, 2018. But I just wrote down May 31st, 2020, and I stuck it on my mirror in my bathroom. And that was my contract with myself that I was giving myself two years to get out.
0: And what a perfect time that you gave yourself. Oh, <laughs> yeah.
1: Like, you know, what was life in 2018? Hmm. Everything yeah. was rosy back then. Everything so. was rosy. Yeah. So I was like, okay, I am I'm going to start my own business, build my own business, and I'm getting out of the corporate world. I'm going to be this executive coach. And you know made that commitment to myself had to look at that post-it note every day um i missed the deadline a little bit but yes there i give myself grace because there was a global (laughs) pandemic um but i just slowly worked actually the pandemic helped in a way because my corporate job i had quite a commute so it was either 45 minutes or an hour and a half one way depending on which office i was going into and i had to be in the office we didn't have a lot of flexibility at that time when the pandemic started and everybody was in lockdown and working from home i just kept getting up really early and i would just work for a few hours on my business right and then i would do my day job and then i'd work a few more hours on my business you know and on the weekends and because I mean, what else did we have to do right there's nowhere to go
0: plus you did not have your commute time anymore so you can use that time i just
1: use that time to build my business and so ultimately i was able to transition full time to running my business And what I do now, my whole business model was built around what I do best. I believe in strengths. I believe people should work out of their strengths Mm -hmm. area. Mm -hmm. And so my whole business is designed on what I do best, what I know the most about, and what will best serve other people. And so um, something that I'm really passionate about is leadership. I think leadership is a skill, just like other skills, but it's not necessarily taught or prioritized the way other skills are you know I love the meme that goes around it's like yet another day where I didn't use the Pythagorean theorem and yeah I love that I love that yeah. too I'm sure there are people that use that in yeah, their jobs like, yep that yeah. still haven't used it that's, you know? I, last night last night my toes were freezing
0: and I said to Colin I said can I stick my toes under you and he said no he said wrap them in a blanket and put them near me and I said what I said that won't warm up as fast he goes it's convection or convention and he started yeah. naming these and i was like
1: uh-huh, uh-huh.
0: <laughs> can i just warm my toes up <laughs> so
1: back to the original question yeah I just, yeah whatever dude <laughs> I said,
0: I, science wasn't my thing yeah neither. yeah not nor science my Math and primary. science. Yeah, yeah, I was the other side of the brain. <laughs> exactly.
1: So yeah, so I'm like, okay, we we're not doing a good enough job teaching leaders how to lead. And it's not easy. It's not something that just comes naturally to most people. And there's a lot of gaps there. So I do a lot of work around building the skill set of leaders. So working with companies to build leadership training to do leadership coaching. Um, And I'm really, really passionate about people just achieving their goals in in general. So my company name is Shine Consulting, which is an intentional name. There's meaning behind it. So it actually comes from my favorite scripture, which is Matthew 5, 14, you are the light of the world. And what that talks about is, you know, you don't turn on a light and then cover it up. Like you put it up and so it can light the whole room. And that's very much how I feel about, you know, we all have gifts, talents, abilities, and I think there's a lot of people that are walking around in this world with that light covered up, and they're not using those gifts, and they're not using, you know, the things that they could be, and they're not getting the most out of their life. And so I'm very passionate about that. You know, I think about you, like, you've done so many amazing things, and imagine if you were just like, oh, I want to write a book, but like... Yeah. I'm busy or, you know, I, I'm raising my daughter and I don't have time for that, you know, and those are good excuses, I guess, but it's like, but what if you'd never done that? Or what if you hadn't started your businesses? You know. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, and I was, I, I was innately like driven most of my life. I don't know how to explain that, but I didn't know how to harness it really. And then when I was 26, my best friend, um, actually called me several times from a bar and I was asleep and I missed phone calls and he was killed that night on his <gasps> way home.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. When I
0: say several times it was thirty-eight phone calls oh that I missed. Gosh. And so when I woke up the next morning and the first phone call I got at six AM was letting me know what had happened overnight, um, uh, it it crippled me for a while. Mm-hmm. It crippled me for a while. But after that I was like, I just made a vow that this is this is it. Like yeah. there was no reason he should have died. that young in life. And I was like, I'm just, I don't know if tomorrow is my last day. And I literally, to this day, when I'm working out, and I really don't want to be like yesterday. (laughs) (laughs) That was a great example. Yeah, anytime I work out (laughs) at all. Uh um, Then I think of that. And I think, you know what, I'm blessed to be standing here today, able to work out and alive. Yeah. And that truly it's it still motivates me to this day. It was the worst day of my life. And it was something that I'm Horribly sad always to oh, always about, but I'm also grateful that I was able to take the lesson from it. Yeah, so. there's no
1: better way to honor him that's right, and to that's live right. the life that that's he right. didn't get to, right? Yeah. To yep. do the things that maybe he wanted to, and I'm the same way. I don't know if I'll die today or 40 years from now, but like I want to go out all out, yeah, yep. yep. everything poured out, yeah. like yeah. completely dry, you know, yeah. like I gave it. Everything I got knocked down, I got back up, you know, I tried and I tried again, like I just, and it makes me sad because I think there are so many people out there that have big ideas and or little ideas doesn't matter, you know, that just can't. Get get out of their own way. Yeah. Yeah. And make it happen. So I do a lot of work helping people with that.
0: That's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. So, okay. So, your business, when did it eventually
1: start? So, officially on paper, (laughs) it did start in 2018. Okay. okay. But, you know, I've been full time now for a couple of years.
0: So, one of our first conversations when I met you, and this, it was very, very impressive to me. And I don't think you even know that this was what I was like, oh, I've got to get her in the podcast is you were offered a job, um, and we won't say which company, but you were offered a job from a um, predominant, we'll say, company in town that I think was going to be pretty well paid. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So, um, and you thought about it, and you had started your business, and you were in your business, and your business had still uncertainty. There was no guaranteed income. There was no, that this is definitely going to work out. You were still a newer business, and you went home. And what was your reaction to when you got offered that job? (laughs) (laughs)
1: I said no (laughs) thank you (laughs) what made you say that (laughs) you know I and that's so funny by the way that I mean I remember telling you that story but I think I talked to you for five hours that day so it wasn't like it stood out in my mind Mm -hmm. the Mm -hmm. way it did so thank you that's really cool
0: yeah um well because it wasn't you took the not easy path. Yes. The the road less traveled, right? So, yeah. 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 And I was like, oh, she's a badass. I I love it. Thank (laughs) you.
1: Um, Yeah. I. Well, let me peel that back for a minute because I will say when I started telling people that I was going to run my own business full time, they were like, so that's like your backup plan (laughs) or like, is you going to do that for like a few years and then go into the corporate world? Like people could not even wrap their heads around. No, this is, a real thing that people do that like I will f- am committed to forever, you know? Um, but yeah, I just, I felt so strongly about what I'm meant to do mm-hmm. and don't get me wrong. It was a great opportunity. I loved the people, great salary, great benefits, all of those things that yes, is security and the, the travel, the well-traveled path for many of us, but I had been on that path already and I was miserable on that path. And it's hard to, you got to have that awareness, I think, to know what's right for you. And it's hard to say no to that. Um, but you know, again, life is short. Like if I don't do this now, when am I going to do it? And, you know, I had a great job. I could have stayed there forever. I'm sure, you know, and, but I, it was harder and harder every day to get out of bed. And if I'm really trying to be of good service to other people, you know, what I ended up telling the individual that offered me the job is I'm not the best person for this job because you're not going to get the best of me. I right. can do the job, yes, and I'll do a great job, but it's not what I'm meant to do and it's not what I do best. And I will help you find the right person who this is the right job for. And that's me being of best service to you.
0: Right. And what the <laughs> listeners don't know is I think the person interviewing you is one of your good friends. Right? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Makes it a little bit harder. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so that, but to me, that made it even yeah. more impressive that
0: it was yeah. like, oh, you had a really easy opportunity and sometimes. There's so many people I see that take the easy opportunity, but they're not doing exactly what you said. They're not living to themselves the best life that they can possibly have. They may, may, I'm sure it would have been decent. I'm not, I mean, I'm sure it would have been a fine job, but it wouldn't, you would have always had this lingering wonder. of What if, what if if I had my own business? Mm -hmm. So an important part of that, um, that I talk about pretty frequently is because I see so many women that don't choose this um, particular path but when you went home and made that decision you have a very supportive spouse
1: yes or partner yes. Or her, you know but
0: yours happens to be a spouse yes so can you talk a little bit about how having a supportive partner impacts big decisions like that
1: oh I mean, that's everything. Because there's been first of all, you know, thank goodness opposites attract in most cases, because I am the type of person that like jumps off the cliff and then looks back. You know, and so thankfully yep, the same. other half is not like that. Same. You know, and it's like we have Whoa. a lot of um,
0: similarities in yes, our we relationship yeah, situations. Yeah.
1: So it's like, whoa, whoa, there's a cliff there. And, you know, there's been, we've had some hard conversations. You know, I had an opportunity um, a couple of years ago, actually, to take a severance package. We had volunteer severance that you could just say, I'm out. I self-select yep. out of this organization. Yep. And you could get a severance package. And I remember I got really excited and I came home and said, you know, I want to do this. And um, I've, I've always had his support no matter what, but he was like, Ooh, you know, I'm a little, here's, here's my hesitation for you um, in this situation. And it wasn't a no. Yeah. And I wasn't asking for a blessing either. Right, Cause right. I'm very much like, you know, yeah, we
0: don't ask permission. No, it's like, but we'd well, we like to have do... a conversation about it and exactly. I'll respect what you have yeah, to say. Yeah, yeah. And that's the yeah. thing, you know,
1: I, respect him. I respect his judgment. I respect his, and value his opinion. Yep. And so it was more about, you know, what do you think? And what am I missing? Like, cause again, I'm, I'm going to jump off the cliff and then look back. <laughs> so like, what do you see that right. I don't see? Um, but, it, but this time around it, we were in a better place and for a and, and I had worked for several years on building my business. It wasn't one of those things where like, I'm just gonna, I mean, I had a huge salary like I don't I'm not saying that to brag I'm trying to express the risk yeah that yeah. I took like, well hey, and stop massive. there because
0: so here's <laughs> something that women do right so we yeah. apologize if we have a huge salary if we make a lot of You're money right. people, yeah I, like there's a there's people that love me or hate me it's, I'm very polarizing either way so that. the people that love me understand that when I talk about money when I talk about financial success it's not to be braggadocious it's no. to say it's okay to be financially successful and secure as a yes. woman. Yes. And if a man is CEO and they're powerful and they're CEO and they're flashy with their cars and all, that's okay. And I'm not saying you have yeah. to be on any of those things, yeah. but it's okay to be successful and it's okay to talk about it. There's yeah. no shame in saying I worked hard. I did a really good job and I was financially successful yes. from that. So yes. um, I think a lot of women. Now I'm glad ta- you
1: said that. Yeah. yeah like were don't to apologize. Yeah. yeah. But, but it's true. And I mean, yes. Huge salary, amazing benefits, amazing opportunities, you know, and I I think there's a lot of people that would on paper look at that and say, why would you ever leave that, you know, on paper, you have the perfect life, you know, you should just be grateful, you should be happy with what you have, you should put your head down and just work hard and just you know take the paycheck and i'm just not wired that way i put my heart into my work and if you don't have my heart you're not going to get my best work and i just you know i didn't have my heart but yeah sorry getting back to the importance of partnership i do think that that is hugely understated and undervalued and the more i talk to women about their career their financial position um, you know, when I talked about my mom getting an allowance, I was like, gosh, can you imagine? <laughs> I am shocked by how many women might be the primary breadwinner or definitely are bringing in just about as much as their other half. Yet that money is not being controlled by them. It right. is, let me hand over my paycheck to you.
0: And, and the investments is- in particular. To tend to not be. Yes. It's changing. It's changing um, to be much more equal. Yes, and we're better investors anyway. Exactly. I mean, there's all kinds of research exactly. on that. But yeah,
1: yeah. So the so partnership in many ways, you yeah. know, em- emotional support, but support of your dreams, but also you know being equal partners on the financial side, right. of The household too matters. Well, it's awesome, and and I,
0: the more I talk to more women, I find that the most that are are the ones that are most successful, either don't have a relationship or have a very strong relationship yeah. it's very rare to find someone that's successful in in any of the aspects yes. of their life if they're not happy at home
1: oh yes absolutely so. and i and trust me we could we could do a whole other podcast on <laughs> uh unhappy relationships yeah i got a black belt oh and, yeah you know, Divorced, yeah. so i'll put that right out there no, Colin's <laughs> my third husband there yeah. you go. So yeah, so, we can do a whole conversation. Yeah, he's my final,
0: him. but he's my third. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I had a lot of practice rides. That's all right. yeah. Hey, yeah.
1: So sometimes, you know, you got to yeah. kiss a few frogs before you find a That's bridge. right. That's
0: right. That's right. All right. So tell us about what a day in your life is like for women out there that are thinking yes. about jumping into entrepreneurship, that... It, you know, it's fun to dream about it and write it down and be like, okay, by this time next year, I'm going to be making four hundred thousand right. dollars a year. I'm going to have a 401 k plan, and I'm going to have all these. And yeah. that's sometimes well, not did how. You read
1: my business plan.
0: <laughs> <laughs> sometimes yeah. I found that it didn't always work out that way for me. Mm-hmm. Exactly mm-hmm. the path that I
1: thought. So, what does a day look like yeah, for you? A day. So there's no typical day, which I actually love. Mm-hmm. People who prefer structure and routine might not love that. So I'm gonna tell you what I love about it, but I'm also gonna pull in some of the yep. things that aren't so glamorous because I do think sometimes people over- Sell what it size. is. Yeah, yeah. is yeah. that a word? Uh, yeah. Over-glamour yeah.
0: size, definitely. Yeah, yeah. definitely, yeah. Yeah.
1: brand it. Um, so yeah, no two days are the same. That I may be um, on-site at a client, in their location, traveling to their location to teach, you know, leadership course. I could be doing a one-on-one coaching with a leader at a coffee shop or from my computer virtually. It could be on the other side of the world, you know, talking to them. I might be leading a retreat somewhere, a multi-day retreat, which I love those. Um, so it is, there's a lot of that. That's the cool stuff. There's also all the behind the scenes. You know, for me, I don't have a, I intentionally did not want a large staff of people so I'm the one that's also running the business. And yep. I think the tricky thing about owning your own business is that you you have to boss yourself. I don't think people think understand about that. that. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, there's no one there necessarily to be like, Hey, Laura, did you do this today? Krista, did you get that report done? You know, like you have right. to Tell yourself that, right?
0: Laura, and you have did to you do up. what you were supposed to do today? <laughs> right, yeah. right. E- even the boring things, like the yeah. tax stuff and the oh, uh,
1: sending invoice. I'm the worst, and, and my clients laugh. They're like, "Are you going to send us an invoice for the work that you did? Yeah. Like, we would like to pay you." And I'm like, "Oh, gosh, uh, I hate like, it. Like, yeah, yeah, no, same. I forgot <laughs> to send an invoice. Like, it's stupid, but like, I don't enjoy that type of work, you know." And there's Things you can do to get some support and some help, but yeah, like you're serving all the roles. Mm-hmm. So you are the CEO, the chief financial officer, the chief information officer. I mean, I can't tell you how much time I spend doing my own IT work. I, I was about I, to say websites. My printer yeah. working? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the websites not working, and it's like there's no one to call. Like, if yeah. there's a jam. Like, you got you got to yeah. fix it. Um, but I wouldn't trade it for anything because I'm oh my gosh, having so much fun, like too much fun. Yeah. Just doing the work that i love
0: to do. Yeah. We were just redoing our website and the guy building the website was like, all right, so do you have um, the verbiage? And I was like, what? (laughs) (laughs)
1: Yeah. Chief marketing officer. Yeah. What else? (laughs) Yeah. You got to learn everything.
0: You got to learn the advertising. You got to understand. There's all the social media and there's so much to learn. Yes. It can be overwhelming at times. And I, I agree that if you're an extremely structured person, entrepreneurship is a very difficult path to follow. Yes.
1: So, yes. Yeah. If you like routine, if you like every day being the same, you know.
0: Yeah. Then maybe not the right path. And, it's, yeah. and it doesn't have to be. I think entre- it is glamour sized. Yeah. Um, so I think entrepreneurship is such a keyword. It's like mm-hmm. self-care and all the words right now that are like big words. Right. Yes. Well, entrepreneurship, every- there's women I'll meet at all kinds of events. Where, I'm an entrepreneur. Well, what do you do? Yeah. It, it, there's more to it than just starting a business. You have to actually be successful at it, make it actually work, make it run, make it go. And I think sometimes it's just glamour side I like that word. Yeah.
1: And yeah. yeah. And I think like the hard work piece of it, I think you hear about these like overnight success stories that sound like overnight success yeah, not. stories, but they're not like, it doesn't come easy. Nothing, comes nothing easy. comes easy. You know, you yeah. have to work hard and people don't talk about that enough that, yeah. you know, the sleepless nights that they, you know, they may see the outward facing version of me where I'm standing up doing something and I look like I have, you know, my shit together. I'm to cuss. Yeah. Oh no, you can cuss
0: together. it. You know. Have you, um, read, you know the title yeah. of my book? <laughs> yeah,
1: <true. laughs> But it's like, they don't see, you know, the behind the scenes, like, ah, you know, yeah. your family sees that usually, but like, yeah, they don't, they don't see all the other stuff that, it's behind that, goes, it into that
0: it. goes into yeah. it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's so much more than people know. And overnight yes. success is not, there's no such thing as an overnight success. No. It's not even like physically possible. Yeah. No. So, all right. So what money fears besides walking away from your salary mm. um, and how did you, how did you plan for okay now i'm gonna not have a salary yes did you have savings did you have something to back you up yes yeah
1: so about a year before i was thinking about making the full-time transition i did have a financial planner so i sat down with him and he's great like i think he's also a therapist secretly because i was like okay i don't want to do this job anymore and you know what do i need to be thinking about because i've always just worked for a company. So I've always had a 401k and I've always had, you know, insurance and I'm like, what do do I do now? You know, I don't know, how do I get these things, you know? And he sat down with me and, and, um, tried to, he's like, okay, this year needs to be a year of saving. Like you gotta save as much money as you possibly can, um, which I'm not actually very good at, but I tried, um, tried my best to do that. I, um, thought far enough in advance that I, you know, I tried to prepare a little bit for what was to come, you know, just to make it less risky on myself. Because again, you know, I was walking away from a big seller. I have a child. Like I can't just be like, you don't eat anymore. Yeah. You know, like whatever. (laughs) Mommy wants to pursue her dreams. So now you can't eat, you know, like I had to be responsible about, you know, Preparing for hoping for the best, but preparing for the worst is kind of my strategy around that. So, yeah, I, I worked as hard as I could to save as much money as I could, but I also just told myself, like, you gotta go after it you know start building your business and go get the money you know it's like calories in versus calories out you know i'd rather try to exercise a little bit more than not have the chocolate cake so it's like gotta you know figure it out i gotta figure out how to bring that money in
0: yeah all right and then tell us about your retreats
1: yes so i I do two kinds of retreats. I do more of a corporate setting where I do leadership retreats for organizations and and do a lot of work with building team communication and leadership strengths. But then I also do retreats for women. Um, I have a product called Finish It, and it's all about getting your goals across the finish line. And so those are super fun because it's just a group of women. We all get together. We talk about the things that get in the way of accomplishing our goals, things like fear. You know, We get real vulnerable. We talk about a lot of the things that society tells us what it means to be a good mother, a good wife, a good employee, you know, good, whatever, fill in the blank. And we kind of talk about, you know, where do we fall within all of that? And how does that impact us going after our dreams? And it's, they're very transformational. It's a, it's an amazing process to see Women supporting each other, mm-hmm. not tearing each other down, because I think sometimes women can be like that, unfortunately. But it's a supportive, community oriented environment to say, hey, listen, we're all trying to go after things, different things, but we all have dreams and goals and we can do it. And let's help each other get across that finish line.
0: So, my confession is that for years and years, I, I used to be in corporate long ago and I hated going to conferences because mm-hmm. I felt like it was a um, fancy dinners mm-hmm. on the company and half the people didn't even go to the sessions they were supposed to go to, which yep. made me crazy because I'm a good student. Yes. And <laughs> yes. <laughs> so I'm like by the rules, Yeah. <laughs> like, and like, if someone's paying for me to be there, I'm gonna be there and yes. do what I'm supposed to do, That's you know. I was Yeah. Too. And yeah. then there'd be other people that were like at the Smithsonian Museum uh-huh. and I'm like, I think we're supposed to do that after hours. Right. So I thought I was like, God, these are such a waste of time for companies. Yeah. And then fast forward to about five years ago, I started for whatever reason i went to first um a conference that was more based on my industry mm-hmm. and it was mind-blowing game-changing and then i went to a women's retreat mm-hmm. which i always thought We're gonna uh, people are going to judge me off. yeah and I, i'm like <laughs> i don't i don't want to do yoga yeah. <laughs> like i'm not flexible yeah. i try to do yoga i know that since i'm not flexible i should do it more and all yeah. that stuff i got it i don't enjoy it
1: You're
0: like i like, do it sometimes yeah. rarely but like twice a year but. Anyway, so I was like, I don't want to do that. And I don't want to sit around and, and be like, I'm, I am driven, you know? Yeah. So what am I going to talk about? Like, right. uh, I follow my dreams and yeah. yay. yay! And I, <laughs> so I went and I'm also not someone that cries very frequently or easily. Mm-hmm. And I'm like in this women's retreat surrounded by, and I, oh, I'm also very cautious about how I spend money. Mm-hmm. So in some things, some things I am, some things I'm not, but yeah. like, things that I'm not sure that I'm going to like, I'm very cautious. So I'm like, I've taken three days off work. To do this raw fest, there's a friend of mine putting it on, so I was just trying to be a good sport.
1: Uh-huh.
0: And like halfway in the first day, I'm like tears coming down my face, my table. I'm like, I like oh. want to protect these women with everything I like. It was yes, awesome,
1: transformational experience. It was, it right?
0: really yes. was. And I'm yeah. and I'm like, I was fighting in my brain the whole time. I'm thinking, mm-hmm. okay, but I've professed that I don't like these things. What am I going to say? to Crap, now I want to go another one. Oh, yeah, so it's out of my comfort zone, and so and and so now I go to that same one every year, that's awesome, and then I, others as well. So, what would you say to a woman like me that thinks, Oh, this is um, either they may not, it may be a lot of money for them, yes. or they might be nervous about taking three days away from their work, their family, their yes, whatever is going on in their life?
1: Yeah, that's a great question. I mean, I think. Trying to get as much information about what to expect as you can is important. You know, sometimes you look at these agendas and they're very 30,000 foot view and you're like, okay, but what is, what what are we really going to be doing? You know, so I think being upfront about like, what, what is this experience look like? And then really talk, thinking about and asking yourself the question of what do I want to get out of this experience too? And and then is there alignment? And then even maybe talking to other women, like it sounds like the one you went to is an annual thing. So being able to say you know, Hey, can, can I, because people put testimonials, which yep. is great. I mean, but like, but you want to talk
0: to them. Exactly. Yeah. Like yeah.
1: what, you know, what was the experience like for you? I think that's helpful too, just to kind of get a sense. Cause you're right. I could spend 10 times what I earn on conferences alone, just going to different things. So yeah, you've got to be smart about whether it's going to be an investment for you. But if you think about what you, what payoff you're looking for. I think if you start with that, then you can kind of help evaluate does this align to that or not.
0: Yeah, it's, it was, they're phenomenal for me. And now I go yeah. to like two or three a year. I'm and so it's, glad to Yeah. Hear that. Yeah. And we're actually thinking about putting, well, Kim and I are putting one on together. That's
1: but that's awesome. But I, yeah, and also like not, um, so my partner does um he would criticize me a little bit in good fun, but like, why do you just have retreats for women? Like, don't you think <laughs> yeah. men want to accomplish things too? You know, and I'm like, uh, you know, but there is something to be said for getting a room full of women together. Mm-hmm. And like I said, in these, you know, more supportive type conversations, you don't have to do anything crazy, but just being able to sit and talk. To each other about your struggles, about your life. You know, I just don't think we have that. We as don't much have that. As people assume we do in our life.
0: And you're right, we are pretty mean to each other in some ways yes. um women as, a, as our gender can be
1: yeah
0: um and judgy and like yeah I, and I certainly am just as guilty as the next person Same. I have days where I'm not judgy at all and then there's days where I look at my side myself and I'm like dude <laughs> are you a nice human or not
1: yeah, yeah. exactly <laughs> like so. didn't do your best today no
0: what was <laughs> <laughs> why were you judging them yeah. um but I look at it like I don't know guys always, and women I golf sometimes yeah. not frequently but I can golf and but that's kind of like a place where guys have always bonded, or they yes. go hunting together, whatever they do yes. together, and and that's okay. They're allowed to do things together and have fun together mm-hmm. and enjoy being with other dudes. For women, I think in these retreat settings, you do get to open up. I was telling someone the other day that I used to embarrassingly enough not know how to dock my own boat. <laughs>
1: okay, I, I've always, I don't know how to do it either, Krista. So well, I well I've me. always
0: docked my own boat and. Then we, so I talk about not being ashamed. We got a big-ass boat, right? Yeah. So we got this big-ass boat, and then we go to drive it the first time, and I'm like, uh, I'm going to run this big-ass boat into other big-ass boats that it parks next to, <laughs> and that's not going to be good. So here you go, Colin. Yeah. And so I didn't know how for a year. I didn't know how to dock my own boat. And Colin would always try to help me. Yeah. And I'd get nervous, and I'd get anxiety, which is super out of character for me. But I it's like, you just do it. Just yeah. do it. Just do it. Yeah. So then he was up here in West Virginia, and I was back in Florida. And I I get the girls together one day and I'm like, all right, there's four of us. And my daughter being one of them, which I loved her seeing this moment. And I said, let's go. We're going to learn how to dock this stupid boat. I love it. And we go out on like a Thursday afternoon and it was the most beautiful moment. We're standing on the boat, taking all the lines and whatever. And this woman and her husband walk by and she looked over and she goes, all girl crew. <gasps> and I was like, yep. <laughs> <Man>. <laughs> That's right. Now it may have taken us 18 times to dock the boat but, and it was the slowest docking you've ever seen in your entire yeah, life. And we it. had sticks out and all, whatever. That's <laughs> <Hey>, <laughs> it's That's right. <laughs> but I wouldn't have done it if yeah. Colin was there or a, mm-hmm. if my guy friends were there. And I don't know why, because I feel like I'm very, I've always been one of the guys. I've always yeah. had a lot of guy friends, you know? So there's, but it goes back to that. There's this neat bond that women, mm-hmm. if we open ourselves to it and yes. embrace it, then we really can get a lot out of being there for each other. Yeah. So I think that, Um, the retreats can be really helpful with that. Yeah,
1: And one other thing I'll say about that too, is I think the thought of, I think women are not great at carving out a lot of time to do things like a retreat, you know, it's like, Oh, I can't, I can't leave my kids or my husband or my whatever, you know, I can't leave my partner for, you know, two days. Like I can't even leave them for an hour. You know, the whole world's going to implode if I'm not here. and you know, it just, you can't pour from an empty empty cup and you can't have a transformation in an hour. So, you know, taking that time to really step away from life and get some perspective about what's going on, whether it be your personal life or your business, you know, that is important and it doesn't happen in an hour. You need to be able to step away for a longer period of time to get some clarity and everyone will be fine. Yep.
0: And and for the moms that worry about it, that it's a really nice bonding opportunity for the dad and the kids Yes, that they don't get enough of because moms are always like in the way of ourselves. Yes, exactly. So
1: So yeah, like I think, you know, that's an important piece of it too, because I know sometimes there's a lot of people that have wanted to go to my retreat, but haven't been able to Yep, because it's just like, I just can't, you know, the kids have a basketball game. All right. Have your husband take them? Yeah, someone, oh, friends, yeah, grandma, anyone. whatever. Yeah, yeah, like, <laughs> yeah they'd, be fine. And they'd enjoy it. Yeah, so, absolutely. All right,
0: this is totally not on the topic of what we're talking about, but you know I'm going to ask I about love it. it. <laughs> so you do not live in a normal scenario. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean, <laughs> What is your home life, life like? My
1: home life. <laughs> so
0: I have a dog, yes. as you see. I've, I've got two dogs. Yes. One of them's here, right? So you have some animals as well, right? Yes. So yeah,
1: talk about your home life. I, do. I am very blessed. That I get to live on a farm and with um, amazing animals and amazing people, but yeah, we <laughs> we have you know your traditional normal farm animals like horses and cattle and you know things like that, but then we also have exotic animals. So we have um, a zebra and a camel, a peacock. I always feel like I leave out the peacock. Sort of thing. <laughs> um, what else is floating around there? Donkey, and then in our house, four dogs, a bird. Um. I feel like I'm missing Do you guys have to get animals. up at like 3am to start getting all the animals fed um, or do they have like self feeders in many farms yes um thankfully I don't have to actually do the farm work
0: <laughs> that is <Sometimes> <laughs> I do. yeah
1: like I mean I've been known like I will help out I'll clean out you know a horse stall and like it's not a, I'm not above that you yeah know. I actually enjoy it um don't tell anyone I said that They'll ask <laughs> me to do it more but um but yeah we we have help you know and um they're But they are a lot of work. But oh my gosh, like just to be on that much land—it's about 200 acres of land—and and
0: And the zebra chases your husband as he drives down the road, up and
1: down. So it it is like I like to describe the farm as an outdoor man cave. So basically, like there's an airstrip, there's airplanes, um, all kinds of wheeled devices, four-wheelers, you know, side-by-side snowmobiles. It's just kind of like, there's a shooting range. I mean, I don't know. It there's is an outdoor
0: man cave. Yeah, it, yeah. I kind of want it to be an outdoor girl cave too. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and
1: now that's my next project. It's like, okay, how do I, you know, bring this all together? But yeah, it is, it's just it's fun. And yeah. there's always something going on. People have joked around all the time that we need to have a reality TV show because there's just a lot of chaos and craziness. And again, I don't like routine or boring. So like it's constant entertainment for me. But just so fun. And yeah, you're right. Not a traditional, you know, people uh people always ask Wade like why do you why do you have a camel? And he's like, who doesn't want to own a camel? Which I think is (laughs) such a great response to that question. Like, I mean if you could own a camel, like would you say no?
0: (laughs) I I would definitely want a camel. Who doesn't want (laughs) one? Yeah, Colin was telling me that uh when he was out there, he was like telling me the story and you were there too. And he was talking about hurting the cows and yes. that grandpa was like stuck in a stall or yes. I, like, like absolute there's chaos, been,
1: you know? Yeah. Bison, there's been, I mean, pigs, like any, it, it, pretty much any animal that you can think of has, Lived at one point on that farm or currently does, and it's just like I said, it's a little bit chaotic, but it's so much. I have quiet. to come out to this farm, yeah, I'm, dying, to. I'm dying to come yeah, out. To I'm gonna wait, gonna wait till to it's a little down.
0: warmer because yeah. we know my thin yeah. can, skin can't handle this. You know, I still <laughs> walk my dog in a full scale snuggie with the jacket uh-huh. over it this morning, and it was 43 degrees. So yeah, <laughs> the neighbors are like, Oh, look at Eskimos in town! <laughs> mm-hmm. So, yeah, all right, cool. Well. This has been great. To wrap things up, I'm going to ask you a few final questions. Um, So who is your favorite female boss of all time?
1: Okay, I have to tell you, because you did send that one to me in advance, and it really stumped me, because I started listing off all the famous, successful leaders. And then I decided, I I just want to give a shout out to all lady bosses out there, because I feel like... So in addition to the post-it note that I had about my commitment to myself to resign, I also have a post-it note. That's a, that's a quote. I think it's by Peter Drucker and it says something like for every business that you see, someone once made a courageous decision. Mm -hmm. And I love that. I mean, obviously we've talked about it takes more than just courage, but it does take a lot of courage, a lot of courage. And so there's a lot of badass ladies out there who are just doing it every day like you. you. And I, that's, those are the people that I find the most inspiring.
0: Awesome, awesome. All right, what was the last thing you did for fun? Last
1: thing I, I hung out with you.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Had some wine.
1: Yeah, yeah, which was really fun. Sometimes we don't do that enough in our life. So yeah, okay, hanging out and getting a couple drinks and good food, I, And we were laughing quite a bit. Yeah, that yeah. was a good time. Yeah, all right, what's your favorite book? My favorite book, oh, I'm so bad at just picking one of anything. I would say, um. Wow, I am a person of faith. So other than the Bible, that's like the standard. Um, I would say anything by Brene Brown. Mm-hmm. I love Brene Brown. And then I think I know you have a lot of women that listen um, Untamed by Glennon Doyle. Okay. I think that's an important book for women. I
0: haven't read that one yet. Oh,
1: it's so good. And
0: it'll. That one it and the Cheryl Sonnenberg. I haven't read hers yet either. Yeah, like it'll that. get you
1: to think. So I would say Untamed Glennon Doyle is a big game changing kind of book, especially for women, I think.
0: All right. And yeah. then favorite hobbies or things that you just do That doesn't have to be favorite just yeah. things you do for fun
1: outside of living on the farm and yeah all the yeah that comes and drinking wine and, yeah, yeah, yeah yeah traveling i like things that are physical so um i used to play tennis i learned pickleball recently nice i totally live in florida yeah right? we had, it's, we, so i
0: live right by the world's largest pickleball stadium <laughs>
1: <Come on. laughs> it's amazing <laughs> <laughs> right, you have to show it to me uh, well it's yeah.
0: great until like the 95 year old person kicks your ass in pickleball and you're like oh yeah
1: Aw. oh yeah so like as a former former tennis player i'm like i'm gonna rock this uh-huh. pickleball uh-huh. thing and especially when i looked at the age group of who i was playing with yep nope kicked my ass yeah
0: they're really good and they you don't have to move as much they've just they're like yeah. the older tennis players that just say no we're gonna place it, it and it's like really ugh. yeah
1: yeah, yeah. They really can play well. So yeah, things that are physical. I like doing things that are, you know, some sort of physical activity, moving around, um, and then just yeah, you know, socializing, drinking. Yeah, maybe. we all do. Don't worry, there's no judgment on this show. Right?
0: <laughs> if they're judging it. that, they don't follow
1: exactly. me. <laughs> I like a cocktail nowadays. Yeah. <laughs> it's
0: a funny story is when I emailed you the notes for our own listing. Yeah. Uh, and the note says, you know, we'll either be having coffee or wine depending on what time. And she replied wine at 9am and I said girl I'm from Florida that's our that's our day, day drinks are, that's our pastime." Yes! <laughs> and quick story there is so I lived I grew up in Atlanta but I'm from Florida originally and when we moved back to Florida I think it was the first week I was there I went out to some business lunch and they're like um, would you like a mimosa and I'm like it's 11 30 and they're like that's why we're offering mimosas and not beer and I'm like <laughs> what
1: is this, <laughs> is this magical place
0: right. we have to go back to work and they're like yeah. right which is why you need a drink and right. I'm like I love Florida."
1: <laughs> yeah well it's funny that you say that because now that i'm in my own business like sometimes i'll have you know business lunches with yeah. people and i'm like i mean if, if you want to order some something to drink like i'm not going to tell your boss but it's like i yeah. would have never <laughs> never, have no, a- would have never been allowed to do that in the corporate world but i'm like i'm my own boss like if i want to have a drink at lunch i'm having to have a drink at lunch. Lunch.
0: exactly exactly nice. yeah. <laughs> so all right one item on your bucket list
1: one item okay well actually this goes back to the tennis thing i would really like to go to wimbledon
0: Oh yeah. That'd yeah be fun and like
1: the full experience, not like sitting in the cheap seats. Like I want the whole, like Royal seats. seats. Yeah. yeah. Like yeah. just the whole Wimbledon experience. That's, that's still on my bucket list. And I'd like to go on a Safari too. Which should I hear you're going? You can test it out. And let me know how it goes. But that's yeah. my, give me my second one. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. I my, definitely want to do that too. Yeah.
0: My mom. And this is a reason for, so, cause I love to talk about, there are great reasons to uh, strive for financial success yeah. my mom has always wanted to go on safari so we went years ago and every time i talk about it all the time because it was amazing and every time she's around she brings it up or she's like oh well when you went on the safari with the Goodriches, because we went colin's family <laughs> oh, she's all kinds of jealous right yeah so about six months ago she was in town visiting and i said she said she said something about safari i said mom do you want to go on a safari she goes i do but you know your dad would never go and I said, Well, I mean you're pretty independent. Yeah. You wanna go with me? She was like, For real. So oh. we are going um in July. Um, we're going on awesome.
1: safari. So, that's yeah. awesome. Yeah, yeah. I def- you have to tell me how it is because I definitely that's on my list too.
0: Yeah, so awesome. Well, this has been great. Yeah. You're amazing. Yeah. I love you. Yeah. You're yeah. like They're one of best. my favorite people in West Virginia. So awesome. Well, I
1: mean, you don't know that many people in West Virginia, but I wasn't going to bring it. that
0: up. but You know, <laughs> the five people I know in West Virginia. You're, you're in the top. Out. You're in the top five. You're the five. In the I know. Top five.
1: I'll take it. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Well, thank you
0: wasn't she great? I hope you guys really enjoyed learning from Laura. And again, you can find her at wvshine.com. And if you're in the need of a great leadership consultant or someone to help you with your next retreat, make sure to reach out to her because guys, she's a really badass boss lady. Until the next time, whatever you're dreaming about, whatever you want to accomplish, whatever stands in your way, just remember that boss ladies, you got this.